What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another new episode of Behind the Scene Podcast. I'm your co-host, Dion Donovan. I write and create my own comics, a title page comics, titles such as Tales of Florida. Y'all can check my work out on Instagram and Facebook, and this is my co-host. Yes, this is Uncle Jack 328. Follow me on Twitter at Uncle Jack 328. First name Colby, last name Jackson. This is the Behind the Scene Podcast. Follow us on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe. We are available on Spotify as well as Anchor and more platforms to come. Let's get it. This past week, we had Blue's Clues 25th anniversary. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know, it's a a childhood show of 90s kids having a live-action actor, Steve Burns, portraying the character Steve with animated characters such as Blue, which is a blue little dog, and Salt Shaker and all you know, living unanimate objects, right? So he left the show at its peak uh, back in the 2000s. And for the 25th anniversary, Steve Burns came back to portray the character Steve on with Nickelodeon Jr. Huh? With, the, with the ball. <laughs> yeah, man. Came back, uh, you know, a bit older and uh, basically made a statement and a little video on Nick Jr.'s channel stating that it's been a while. You know, I never forgot about you. Life has been hard. You know, don't give up. I like you for who you are. And, you know, keep your head up. Basically. And just to sum up basically everything he said. It was, you know, it's like a, you know, a little heartfelt moment, whatever. Heartfelt segment. And the reaction on Twitter, the reaction on social media, the reaction of like, you know, you see these tweets and these memes and you see, you know, these comments of like, I saw one where it's like, you know, a picture of someone crying is like, damn, Steve, I ain't done shit since you left. Come back. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Whew. Yeah, you see shit like I was depressed and then I saw your video and now uh, like I'm depressed again because I have to face reality or whatever. And, you know, jokes about Basically, ever since Steve left, shit hasn't been the same. And, you know, I'm looking back at my life and, you know, such a so forth. Basically, they're, they're people making fun of, of, this, of the scenario a little bit. But as we both know, there is definitely truth to, to humor and comedy. And some of it is not just funny. Some of it is really real, you know. And I'm going to just say this for this millennial generation. Something is definitely wrong with us. In terms of this nostalgia, something is fucked up with this 90s generation, this millennial generation, because for a good amount of us, I would say there's too much. There's there's almost there's too many of us in this millennial generation where we feel like the best (laughs) days are behind us by the age of 25. Oh, man. Whoa. Whoa. Oh man, you said this was gonna be one of them ones. Dog. I told you, man. I this told is, you this is getting dangerous because I'm 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 really tempted to crack another can. But damn, <laughs> I'm dead serious. There's too many of us thinking that the best days are behind us at 25, 30, 27, 35, whatever. Right? Where mm-hmm. your childhood, our childhood, is the best it's ever gonna get. And that's it. 
Fuck. This is how a lot of us feel. This is how a lot of millennials feel. And it's just, I think it's that transition, right? We were in that generation where we got a little bit of the old world, the old world, right? The pre-information age before the age of the internet. And then we grew up a little bit with a mixture of both. Mm. And when we got older, we saw how the world worked. We saw how, you know, you get a factory job, you work 20 years at the factory job, you get your pension, <laughs> you get a house, you know, you get the wife and kids, you're good with the one job. Oh, man. Keep cooking, bro. Keep cooking, man. You go to college, you work a part-time job, you know, you pay off your student loan while you're in college, you pay off college while you're working in college, and then as soon as you get your degree, you work yourself to a company, and then you stay at the company for 20 years, get your pension, whatever, you know, get yourself a four-bedroom house, white picket fence, (laughs) family and a dog, Disney (laughs) vacations to Disney World, and everything's good, right? Oh, man, maybe, (laughs) maybe, maybe you get a passport. Right, right. Maybe you go to Paris or, you know, a little trip to the Caribbean or something. Yep. So it's this millennial age, there's 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 something wrong with us to the fact that we are basically living for nostalgia. Man. And we are living in the past. And this is why nostalgia is so big right now because of us. Because of us, because of that segment, right? That that segment of Steve brought out an emotional uproar from us, you know? Um, you know, just think about just think about, you know, our parents, right? My dad's a big Thundercats fan. He's not buying Thundercats, you know, toys and he might buy the DVD and watch one episode here or there, but you know, he's not buying into his childhood like that. Um you know, 80s kids, you know, they buy into childhood a little bit like us, but we're essentially almost like reliving our childhood because it gives us the best feeling of being alive, you know? Uh, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Like, dog. like, can you imagine? Like, I've never heard, you know, my father or aunts or uncles or whatever, right? Your elders say that. Man, I wish I was a kid again. You know, like, man, I wish I was 15, 12, 10, 9. Like, those were the best years. You never heard those words uttered. And I know part of it's because, you know, you know, you, you're, you don't want to hear your dad say it was better before you enter the picture. But still, even then, it was like, even then, it's like, yeah, the best years of my life was, you know, when I was, you know, when we first were married, we were traveling the world or whatever, right? There's no other generation that has some of these same sentiments as us. Yeah. You know? It's just yeah. it's just really, really fucked up how this generation is literally feels like we peaked in our childhood and it's downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no. No, that's that's fact. You ain't, you know what I'm saying, to steal one of your quotes, you ain't telling no lies here, bro. Like, the fact that a show, and, and this is what's even funnier about this here, right? You know, none of us were ever going to be willing to admit that we watched Blue's Clues when we were of that age, right? Right. Nobody was going to 
ever admit that they would stay home from school and on that day they stayed home from school, they was watching Blue's Clues. I guarantee you. And if anybody, nobody, right? When I was in fourth, fifth, sixth, maybe even seventh grade, nobody was sitting at the table at lunch that had the balls to admit they was watching Blue's Clues, dog. Nope, Nick Jr. wasn't a thing. Didn't exist. No. Damn near everyone was watching Nick Jr. <laughs> right, right. And even if even if you didn't want to watch it, you was watching it because after 9.30, that's when they was going to show Rugrats or SpongeBob or, you know, Timmy Turner or whatever. Nobody mm-hmm. was going to admit that because you know what? Guess what they were showing on Disney Channel? <laughs> 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 right? You right. know what I'm saying? The motherfuckers <laughs> didn't want to watch PB and J Otter or Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear in the Big Blue House. You didn't want to watch that shit. Out of bro. the box. You didn't want to watch that. Come on, dog. Like, and you know why I know? Like, <laughs> I didn't want to watch that shit. And if you know, on, on Cartoon Network, you know, it was it was it was the Hanna Barbera. Right, right. We got the reruns. Yep. So so that was what your choice was. So at the end of the day, I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. Um I remember going on vacation. Uh there was like two summers in a row. My uncle Jeffrey was stationed in Amarillo, Texas. He was in the army. I think Mm -hmm. he was at Fort I don't even I don't even want to say it wrong, but he was stationed in Amarillo, Texas. Or somewhere. I don't even remember what the fuck with it. Might have been Am- Amarillo. I remember going there and my cousin Michaela was like three years old and she watched Blues Clues every day. I didn't know what the fuck Blues Clues was. I didn't know what Nick Jr. was, but <laughs> she was a baby and they watched whatever she wanted to watch when we went over there, right? Right. That was what was on. So, you know, after that, you know what I'm saying? When I stayed home from school, if I wanted, like, like Nick Jr. was what you put on TV to get through to watch what the fuck you wanted to watch when you stayed home from school that day. Nobody watched Blue's Clues by choice, right? Right. Nobody right. did that shit. But at the same time, I'm going to keep it 100, man. Steve was dropping gems, dog. Yeah. Yeah, man. Steve, Steve, Steve was like, uh, a Nickelodeon version, Mister Rogers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was dropping gems, but it is very, it, it, it's it, it's it's borderline morbid and depressing to know that there were people who told like like word y'all couldn't do nothing after he left Blue's Clues. Like your life was done after that. After he left, like we that that happened. You know what I'm saying? Right, I'm not right. I'm not being judgmental or nothing like that, but like that's what happened. <laughs> like, nah, man. Like it's it's some real sentiments, man. What he said. He said in uh, you know, student loan, family, uh, you know, death and, and a couple other things. And he you know, he's trying to mention some he was in character. He wasn't saying himself, but he was in character man. saying certain things, but it's like the reception was just like everyone was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like Steve, like 
you know, that nostalgia hit and it's like looking back, I haven't really done anything or I haven't lived up to my full potential or whatever. Man. It's just like this kind of reaction. I'm not sure because we're in the internet age. I'm not sure, you know, we had a little bit of both the old world and the internet age, but I just don't see other generations react in this kind of way to certain things. I agree. Uh, I just don't see it. I don't like see this. Like let's 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 compare and contrast here for a second here, right? Uh uh-huh. You've seen the original animated Transformers movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Where okay. uh, Optimus died. Right. Optimus Prime died in the original Transformers movie, but I don't know that my brother and my older cousin that I grew up with, or some of my other cousins who were around the same age as my brother, I don't know that when Optimus Prime died, that their hopes for finding a job and supporting their kids died when Optimus Prime was replaced by Rodimus Prime. I don't know that that happened. I don't know that my brother is going to verbalize that he lost hope for the future when Optimus died in 1986 in Transformers. I don't, like, like, bro, what the fuck? Like, nah, bro, we can't be going out like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I love, I love, oh, man. Bro, like, what are we doing here, man? Some real shit, man. Like, like, like I know we laugh about it, but this is, no. this is reality, man. Like, and I don't want to be a jerk about it. You know, some of it's funny, but some of it's not funny. Like, this no, is no. dead serious to a certain you, degree. No, no, because you're you speaking some facts right now, because on one end of it, I, I remember vividly, like, on Friday, I remember vividly on Friday, looking forward to watching Cartoon Cartoon Fridays, hosted by, you know, one of many characters of on, on Cartoon Network, right? Like, I still get on YouTube and look at clips of Toonami promos mm-hmm. for my favorite shows that were on Toonami. I still do that. But at the same time, I do agree with you. The fact that we can remember living through it when it happened and we still have access to it now as adults does hit a little bit differently as opposed to people who came after us and came before us. Because, you know, my brother's not getting on YouTube and looking at clips of Toonami because he didn't grow up with Toonami. He didn't give a fuck about Dragon Ball Z. My brother didn't care about that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, my niece, who's 15 years old now, doesn't care about Toonami. She has a t-shirt that has, like, the Rugrats on it, but she doesn't know nothing about the fucking Rugrats. Me and you had a in-depth conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? We had an in-depth conversation about, like, what the adults on Rugrats might have been doing while the kids were being highlighted on that show. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because we have an identi- we can identify with that. We can get on YouTube and look at clips of Rugrats and be like, oh shit, like this might have what this might have been what was really going on right here. You know what I'm saying? Stu Pickles, Stu Pickles was on his ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Stu Pickles was on his ass. Drew Pickles 
was getting cucked. You know, Chaz Fenster was really a lawyer. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm yeah. saying? We can do that because we grew up with that and we can go back on it and reflect on it. But there is an element of like, holy, like, whoa, like, did we not really read between the lines and see what was being told to us? And now, where we are in our lives right now, like, like we're right there. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah. somebody. There's somebody who's the same age as we are that is living the life of Stu Pickles right now. <laughs> facts. Yeah, like, and I hate to say it, but that that is facts. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's somebody right now. Like, bro, this shit. This shit done got real crazy. This shit done got crazy right now, oh, bro. Man. This Holy fuck. This he is someone <laughs> right now. The life someone, of Drew Pickles. I promise you, bro. No. You're right, there's bro. Somebody, there's somebody right now who's the same age as we are that is married with a daughter at home that's living the life of, of Stu Pickles, not knowing what the fuck I'm about to like, like, bro, this next five years might look kind of shaky. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? The old lady, the old lady then got it figured out, but damn, like this next couple of years might look a little shaky right now, right? But we looked at Stu Pickles. We looked at Stu Pickles like, nah, that ain't finna be me. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, so I, the I, one day you woke up like, oh shit. <laughs> yo, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, word, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's a um, there's a meme of uh, not Drew, Stu, uh, making brownies at three a.m. in the morning, and everyone is like, I totally relate to that now. <laughs> like, yeah, and and, and you know what? Like, what's what's uh Tommy's mom's name? I forgot. But uh, she's like, Stu. Dee Dee was like, Stu, what are you doing? He's like, I'm making brownies. He's like, why are you making brownies? Because I've completely lost control of everything in my yo. life. He's, yo. <laughs> right. I, I agree with you. I, I, you know what? And when you put it in them terms, it's crazy because, like, even with, like, there's a joke. I don't know if you ever got around to watching Team Four Star. I know that, uh, that Petey, and shout out to King Arthur, but I know Petey made reference to it, but, like, one of the one of the coldest lines on Team Four Star is like right after Gohan does what he does, Piccolo tells him, like puts his hand on his shoulder with the voiceover and tells him, "You peaked." <laughs> <laughs> and then Gohan is like, "What?" <laughs> Shit. But you know, there That's... is. There is kind of that 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 feeling there where it's like, yeah, you know, for us, for us children of the early 90s, specifically, there is kind of that feeling of peaking a little bit early, man. But I'm going to tell you the truth, bro. I'm going to tell you the whole truth. And, you know, this this really turned into a real life podcast right here. Fuck that. Hell yeah, shit, man. Fuck that, man. Like, I mean. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, man, we enjoy doing this. We enjoy talking. We enjoy having other people 
on this platform, but fuck all of that, bro. Like, you know, I know that I know that the two of us have done things to beat the odds. We have done things in our lives to where we're not doing this podcast from a perspective of two individuals who have already reached that level. You know what I'm saying? Physically, yeah. physically, yeah. I might be <laughs> in some pain every day as a result of the United States Air Force or whatever, yeah. but yeah. I wouldn't have it any other way because all of that serves to put me in the position that I'm in right now, and I think you would agree with that as well, but they definitely set us up for the L, bro. Definitely. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we, 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 we definitely got set up for the okie doke, man, and you know, anybody who disagrees with that that's cool but there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of homies out there that are in the same age bracket as us right now that are down pretty bad right now so i agree with some of them sentiments that you put out there you put out some real shit bro facts that's some real shit you was talking right there dog yeah dude like i mean it's 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 a real thing. Nostalgia is a real thing with this generation. It's why, especially in the nerd culture, I'm only nerd culture. What am I saying? Everyone's a freaking nerd now for the most part. So yep. all this money you spend on whatever, it's just kind of just like a placebo effect of trying to, it's a drug, you know, trying to get that feeling again of, of being a kid or getting those warm sentiments of childhood. Um, but, I mean, it's a real thing, man. And uh, my, my last closing statements is, if your life is like Drew Pickles right now or Stu, Ooh. man, like, I'd have to say it's the, the best days can be ahead. And Yo. Uh, <laughs> Yo. the best and days that's... can be ahead. And you don't have to bury yourself in the past to have a good feeling. Yeah, man. And, and to piggyback off that, no disrespect, but... With what you just said comes the acknowledgement that Space Jam was not a good movie. Space <laughs> Jam was not a cinematic masterpiece. It was no. not. If Space Jam New Legacy is a bad movie, please acknowledge that Space Jam was every bit as mediocre as this movie that came out this year. And I promise everything after that gets much easier. You know what I'm please saying? Please come off your high horse. Please, 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 <laughs> please, please do that. Please. Oh, man. Lay off the Lola porn. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Stu Pickles. Like uh-huh. when I say when I say there's some cats that's worse off than Stu Pickles. Like let's really just try to put this in real life perspective right here, man. Gotcha. Like if I'm not mistaken, like Dee Dee Pickles was was she a teacher? Like wh- what was her job? She was a teacher, right, or something uh, like that. It was something low income for sure. She wasn't like uh, Cynthia's mom, so it was it was something standard nine to five, low income. Okay, Stu Pickles was like a like a like a startup kind of inventor type guy, right? 
Right, he was a toy maker, and he had to sell his toys to make a living. So he was like, always trying to invent the next hit, the next big right. thing. Like, yo, they had a newborn baby that was, like, premature. You know what I mean? Like, Tommy Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. Oh, my goodness. Oh, dog. shit. He going yo, in. Yo, like, Tommy Pickles, dog, was, was born premature. So you know that the bills was kind of piling, right? Mm, yep. And 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 didn't they granddaddy live with them? Like did 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 they grandpa live with them? What was his granddad's name? What was what was what was, oh, was Pickles? What was his dad's oh, name? Man. Hold on, I gotta look up the Rugrats cats uh, cast real quick. Hold I on, believe, I can't believe we really talking about Rugrats <laughs> right now, dog. He damn near he he might as well uh, live with them because he was always uh, babysitting their ass. Let's see here. Uh, what was the name? The Boris was Dee Dee's dad. Where the fuck? Uh, Grandpa Lou. Okay. So did he live with them? Dog, he I, I I swear by at some point he did because he was always watching them, babysitting them. Like All right, and, and you ran porno tapes. Ran, ran, por- ran, ran fucking porno tapes and all that shit, right? But right. whatever. Digress, right? So like Stu Pickles was on his ass, dog. Like he was really on his ass out here. In real life, if we keeping it all the way a buck, like yeah, Dee Dee had Dill Pickles and all of that. Like, let's just pretend that all grown up never happened, right? <laughs> like most people do. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's pretend <laughs> all grown up never happened and really keep this all the way a hundred, man. What are the odds that that Stu Pickles like comes up with the idea of Malibu Barbie or the next G.I. Joe or some shit like that? What are the odds that he pulls that off, bro? While Dee Dee Pickles, you know what I'm saying, continues her education, gets her master's, gets her doctorate, her PhD in psychology or whatever, education. What are the odds that, that Stu Pickles like trademarks that next big toy for Mattel or that next big toy for, you know what I'm saying? What are the odds that happens, dog? Dude, at best, he might have gotten one of those toy gimmicks that you see on TV, say, buy now, and it's like some kind of weird gimmick. All right. Uh, he, he, he never... Yeah, he, yeah, my bad, brother. Go ahead. My bad. No, no, no. You good, man. I'm saying like he not he's he's not gonna make it on that level. No. But he he ain't getting that contract to make toys for Burger King or Wendy's or McDonald's or nothing like that, right? No, no. Okay. So for all intents and purposes here, when Tommy and Dill graduate high school, them papers are getting signed for a divorce, right? Right. Well, I think uh, he got his break in the in the second Rugrats movie. Because remember, they went to Paris and they signed him for this reptar shit. Fuck uh, out of here. He he got his break. You know, it's not realistic. But he got his break in the second movie. But listen, man, if the creators of the Rugrats were really ba- like Classy Yuko, uh-huh. if the creators of Rugrats were based on Dee Dee. And Stu Pickles, and they ended up getting divorced in real life. That marriage didn't stand a chance, dog. <laughs> oh man, got a like, struggling, struggling inventor, toy inventor, 
uh, with the part-time teacher. No, you know what I'm saying? An educated, an educated, yeah. an educated Jewish woman with a father that grew up in the old country. Get the fuck out of here, dog. Like, get the fuck out of here. The brother-in-law is living good. No, like, well, listen, well the wife is living good. Charlie. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. Drew Drew Pickles was an accountant, so yeah. you know if he had to get off his ass, he could get a job as a fir- at a firm somewhere. Right, as right, junior, right. As, as as a junior partner or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 oh man, the only thing, the only, and, and look, we getting kind of in depth in this, but whatever. The only thing that was keeping them afloat was that VA loan. That 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 they pops got on that house, dog. You know what I'm saying? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's the only thing that. We <laughs> like you see what I'm saying? That can get real dark. Like that can get very like like bro. Just from the perspective of the adults on that show, that could get dark. Real quick, if you got Dee Dee and Stu Pickles as the main characters of an adult-themed Rugrats in that setting with right. the same characters, you got you got Chaz as a single father, you got Charlotte and Drew as that married couple where Drew is obviously getting cheated on. You you know what I mean you got yeah. the Devils. You got the Devilles, where you know, you know, what we got with the Devilles. So. Right, right. The Carmichaels, <laughs> and and the Carmichaels being the only happy family on mm-hmm. the fucking block. Like that shit could, could get dark real quick, bro. But I <laughs> promise you, when when Tommy and Dale graduate high school, bro, that marriage is over. Done you for. <laughs> that marriage is over. <laughs> you know what I mean? When Lou, oh man. <laughs> Listen, Yo, bro, man. how many times did Stu uh, lost Tommy and Dill? How many times did he left them in their care? She came back like, where are the kids? He's like, uh-oh. Like, oh, man. Listen, man, that, um, that marriage is over, bro. That marriage is over when, when okay, when, when, when they graduate high school, dog, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you this right here. By the time they graduate high school, uh-huh. Tommy Tommy is living with Stu in the in in, in <laughs> Tommy Park. No, nah, I mean I was gonna say in the one bedroom apartment while he's okay. while, like like Tommy is going to work at Starbucks or some shit like that while he's at community college or some uh-huh. shit, bro. Yeah, and, yeah, that adds up. And and Dill and Dill is the one that's staying at home with mom going to the university, bro. That's how that's mm. That's how that's going right there. Tommy got to help out Pops and Dill staying at home with Mom because, you know what I mean, that's that's baby boy right there. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if we being honest, Child Protective Services is being called and them, them kids ain't, they ain't going to reach high school underneath their... Uh, oh, man. If, you know, if we being real. Well, I mean, how many dude, They made the news like multiple times losing their kids, bro. Like, uh, no man. way. Ain't no man. way they're making it the middle school with them as Listen, parents. Ain't no and, way. And, and, and you know, like I'm, I'm gonna just keep it a bug, bro. Like you know, what I'm saying, Chucky, Chucky, he'll be all right. Chucky is going to school for like computer science 
or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Chucky is going to be the guy yeah. that starts up that new app and all of that. Phil and Lil probably going to be like fitness instructors or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, Angelica probably going to be like actress or something. You're going the Lindsay Lohan route. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, uh, uh, what what was what and Susie Carmichael is going to end up being like a screenwriter or some shit like that, right? But the only ones that end up taking the L that really gotta work for some shit is Tommy and Dill, bro. Cause I'm telling you, that marriage is over after they graduate high school, bro. It's over. It's a wrap. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. There is no fucking way that Stu Pickles. It's really going to keep Dee Dee in line, yeah. bro. There's you know no what's going to happen. Stu, Stu is going to move in with Drew and Charlotte for a week <laughs> and get kicked out of the house. Charlotte's going to complain like, you need to get your brother out of here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, Tommy. Tommy going to be sleeping on the floor of Angelica's room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and, and Stu is sleeping on the couch, bro. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! Once Lou, once Lou kicks the bucket, all bets is off, dog. All bets is off. You know what I'm saying? Dee Dee went ahead and got that master's degree. She got that PhD. She telling Stu, "You got to get the fuck on, man." Stu got the house and couldn't keep up with the payments, bro. <laughs> 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 oh, he's out of there, bro. He's out of there. Oh man, wait till that wait till that hairline start receding, bro. Wait till that purple hair start fucking receding, dog. Them reptile royalties ain't cutting it, bro. This nigga still this nigga still signed that short term deal. And then they went ahead and sold the rights to Disney, and he got dick, bro. <laughs> Shit, they Jack Kirby in his ass, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. His credit card just backs the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Drew put him on a payment plan, bro. <laughs> uh, Drew said, look, bro, I got to put you on a payment plan, man. Look, this is what's going to happen right now. Oh, man. Look, you got to get a job, and we're going to set you up for a $250 a month payment plan to get you out of this debt, man. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry, little brother. Don't worry, little brother. I'm going to help put Tommy through college. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I told dad, I told dad I would look take out. Take care of you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh bro, they get they get Oh shit, bro! Oh my god, they get Chaz. They're like Chaz, Chaz ain't even a divorce lawyer, bro. Chaz is a business lawyer, but gotta do some pro bono work for the divorce, dog. Oh, 
<laughs> oh man, I love you, Stu. I love you, Stu. I, Stu, I love you, but you can't keep the house. <laughs> I love you, Stu, but you can't keep the house. You gotta let Dee Dee and Bill keep the house, man. <laughs> You gotta take a lift to, to work and shit. You got no car. <laughs> you might just a bike he invented with some toys in the front and shit. <laughs> oh man, like bro, that shit can get dark, bro. That shit can get dark, man. Tommy coming home. Tommy coming home from work at Starbucks, dog. Like Stu sitting in the kitchen with the thirty-eight special. Come on, bro. All right, I'm gonna chill out, dog. I'm gonna chill out. <laughs> oh, with the tank top, the shorts. <laughs> oh man! Oh. oh shit, bro. See, that's the point. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man, you know what I'm saying? Like meanwhile, like Chaz, Chaz got the Chaz got his got his Asian wife at the crib, bro. Oh man, eating good. What you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck, man? All right, I'm gonna chill out, bro. That's crazy. Oh By then Chad moved out the neighborhood. He he, he in the gated community. Listen, man, it's Fenster, it's Fenster Law Firm, man. You know what I'm saying? Fenster mm. and you know what I mean, fuck that. Chucky ain't even going to school for computer science, dog. Chucky finna be a lawyer. We talking about Fenster and Son, attorneys at law. Oh, motherfucker, bro. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. DeVille's, DeVille's Fitness Center, dog. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, Tommy. my God. What's Tommy going for school? What's he going to school for? What What are you majoring in? Art? What the <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Tommy, Tommy trying to be a painter, bro. I don't know painter. what the fuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't know what. General studies or some shit. Oh, my goodness, bro. Tommy going. Nah, like Tommy going to school for like engineering or some shit. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's trying to build something. Yeah, mechanical engineering. You know what I mean? And Dill and Dill going to school for computer science. That that's how that's some dark shit right there. You see how that goes? Like fantasy booking rugrats all grown up in real life, right? Yeah, like, they can put that shit on adults for man. Listen, man. And be like, got... yo, still still pickles is me. Oh shit. See, like that's a scary oh my goodness, man. This might be the funniest damn B roll. This might be the funniest fucking video. Oh, oh my! Only on the behind the scene podcast you get this kind of fucking content, bro. Oh man, that shit is oh, shit. like, bro. Listen, man, Stu Pickles, Stu Pickles, dog. That's all I got to say. Hashtag Stu Pickles, man. Like, oh man. <laughs> oh man, 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 man. Oh.
Oh man, Chaz kind of got a W, bro. Yeah, he did. I don't even remember what the little girl's name was, but Chaz kind of got the W. Kimmy? Yeah, the Asian girl, Kimmy. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Chaz low key got the W, bro. He he really got the W. Right. Real talk, Howard DeVille. Oh, man. was he was just basically a glorified donator, sperm donator. <laughs> and he said, let's just get married and go along with it. She said, sure, you know, because it's 1990-something, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that kind of lifestyle isn't, you know, you know, accessible right. yet. So, oh, you know hey, what I'm saying? Yeah. He, was, he, he got, you know, he got the two kids, and he's just a donator, and, yep, you know, he's much. just happy to be along with the ride. Oh, man, listen, bro. We we can't even address that, man. What was they? What Howard Deville? Oh my Howard God. Deville and Betty. Yep. Uh, that that was her name, Betty. Betty. Yep, it was Betty. Listen, man. Betty was like a gang. Like Betty was low key, kind of like man. She was gangster, bro. Like I, I like. I mean, I fuck. I ain't gonna front, bro. I kind of fuck with Betty, man. Betty was not taking shit, man. Like I really kind of fuck with Betty. She had the headband on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The wristbands. Like she get in a three point stance to teach you how to do football. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I promise you, out of every out of every parent on Rugrats, Betty was the one that was really gonna pull up in that parking lot. If, if some, <laughs> it, I, I promise you, if some shit went. Oh, she was concealed carrying. Oh man, yeah, facts. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> she was concealed carrying. If, if some shit, if some shit went down uh-huh. at the park, uh-huh. if some shit went down at the park with with her kids and some other kids, like it was going down in the parking lot, man. She would pop the trunk on your ass, bro. If she really needed to do it, like Betty was finna pop that trunk, man. Howard, she was gonna tell Howard get in the car and pop the trunk. Lock the doors, pop the trunk, and shut the fuck up. <laughs> he was going to do it. And he was doing it. Okay, Betty. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, shit, bro. Shit, dude. Oh, man. And Jonathan, man, this dude. Oh, man. Jonathan, hey. Mr. Player, Player. Listen, he was knocking it down, bro. He, I don't care what nobody says. I know he made an appearance and all of that, but he was playing his part, man. Jonathan was knocking it down, bro. Oh, man. Why do you think Charlotte came home late all the time, man? Like, he was on. knocking it down. He come might on. even – he was either – I don't know if he was the assistant or if he was the partner, whatever. I don't know what it was. He, I don't know what his actual job was, but I know he was putting in some work. <laughs> she was on that phone with him 24 7 oh, man word word oh, i don't give shit. a da- i don't i don't give a damn bro like like you know what i mean charlotte wasn't putting in on that time on the on on the gazelle stairmaster she wasn't doing that for drew pickles dog nah man she wasn't doing that for drew pickles nope. Yeah, you know I mean, she she wasn't doing that. <laughs> nah, oh shit, Drew Drew got stuck babysitting while she had her fun. 
man, listen, bro. He got the text. He got the text saying, I'm coming home late tonight. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, listen, the tequila, the tequila. What, what, uh, listen, oh, my goodness, man. You think it was vodka or tequila, bro? Uh, I'm thinking vodka. I'm thinking vodka. Man, listen, dog. Listen, Drew Pickles. Listen, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Drew was probably calling his pops, and Lou was probably telling him, "Like, look, man, you didn't want to listen. I told you, I told oh, you when you, I told you when you was in college to get a paternity test, but you didn't want to listen. So hey, you made your bed, son. You gotta lay in it. Click." He said, "I warned you about her ass, and you didn't listen." Oh man, look, you see that big guy. <laughs> You see that big ass house you living in? Yeah, Pop. You see that? You see that Mercedes Benz or that Lexus in your garage? Yeah, Pop. All right, cool. I'll talk to you later. Click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. You know how you know how dark uh uh an adult themed version of Rugrats really could have been, bro? That shit would have been like Oh my goodness, man! Oh, oh. Shit. that's the kind of shit that would flourish right now in Adult Swim. Man, listen, Paramount Plus, like they they play you, their cards all man, the way. Man, if y'all want my y'all want my five dollars, you do this shit. I'll binge watch it and then I get the hell on out of there. Cause they played they played the wrong cards, bro. They like, did. Like Rugrats was cool in the nineties, but they dead ass. Should have just went ahead and rebooted Rugrats and told it from the perspective of the parents and, like, did it in a way to where it was more adult-themed and, like, the kids were just in the background. Because I promise right. you that shit would have been that shit would have been crazy. Like, imagine Chaz Fenster on Tinder, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. man. Taz Fister, he just can't get anybody here in America and then man. goes overseas. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, shit. I, I don't even want to think about See, that would be too much right there. That would be too much. Oh, shit. That would be rough right there, man. Damn. Damn, oh, damn, man. damn. But meanwhile, you know, the Carmichael's just have this lovely house. You know what I'm saying? The father is flourishing as a TV writer. You know what I mean? His yep. kids are his kids are flourishing as 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 young athletes, and he's grooming his daughter to be a writer. Like, come on, man! Oh man, fantasy yeah, booking, fantasy booking the Rugrats in two thousand and twenty-one, bro. On the fly, man. Holy shit! Blame the liquor. Hashtag hashtag blame the liquor. Blame the liquor. Damn yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh. basically a few days removed from the 22nd anniversary of the sega dreamcast man <laughs> yeah. 22 years since the fall of a titan in the gaming oh. industry man yep 
Oh, uh, jeez. I'm I, I'm gonna go. This is gonna be a little bit of a tribute for that console. It won't be too mm-hmm. long, but man, like I remember back in the '90s, my friend Jeff. Shout out to Jeff. Um, he had like pretty much all the consoles. He had all the games. And uh, he had a Dreamcast, and I would go across the street and play the Sega Dreamcast. And I just remember tons of fun days and nights playing Soul Calibur and Sonic the Hedgehog and um, just everything that that game console had to offer, man. And it was, it was a damn shame what happened to it when PlayStation 2 dropped. And I got to mm-hmm. ask you, man, what is, since you were more in the bag with the Dreamcast than me, what is your favorite games and favorite memories of that console? shit all right man my favorite games oh man when i think about the sega dreamcast Mm -hmm. to narrow it down to five titles that really encapsulate what that console was all about sonic adventure 2 i'm tempted to say sonic adventure Mm 1 but sonic adventure 2 was a lot more fast paced and a better game overall because the first Sonic Adventure was a great game, great graphics, all of that. But there were points in that game where you were just kind of going around aimlessly. And I think they did too much with some of the characters that you didn't care about. Like Sonic Adventure had Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, uh, Rose, the cat. And Biggs the cat. Like who wanted to play Biggs the cat, bro? Nobody. (laughs) (laughs) No. The least played character. As a matter of fact, you ain't seen Biggs since that damn game, bro. Like no, I nobody (laughs) wanted to play as Biggs the cat, bro. Get the get him the fuck out of here, bro. (laughs) Complete jobber. Complete fucking jobber. (laughs) Biggs the cat. Like, and you wonder why Sonic is in this shape that he's in now. When you, when we're devoting sections and storyline pieces to your signature game to Biggs the Cat. Noted, but yeah. okay. Sonic Adventure, yep. Sonic Adventure 2 it was a great game. Shadow the Hedgehog, the racing. It was a great game. Um, I'm going to say NBA 2K2. The NBA 2K series was excellent on the Sega Dreamcast. And it's just funny that 22 years later, like NBA 2K22 just came out, I think, yesterday. And most people who are playing NBA 2K now don't even understand how important that first series of basketball games were on that console. Like the consistency of having Allen Iverson, who was the streets, favorite basketball player as the cover athlete year after year during the short run that that system had and the fact that that game was still a deeper and more refined simulation basketball game than NBA Live even back Mm -hmm. then was very important. Um, NFL 2K, uh, 2K2 with Randy Moss on the cover for the same reasons that I just outlined Allen Iverson being important to the NBA 2K series. Randy Moss was every bit as important to the the NFL 2K series. Now, graphically, these two games were not all that. But gameplay-wise, on that console, it did everything you needed it to do. 
Number four? Damn sure, man. Oh, my bad. Go ahead, bro. Oh, I, I was just going to say, man, like, you, you ain't telling the lies, man. If if yeah. it weren't for 2K, we would have, you know, EA would be having the NBA license right now, like, just yep. and we see turning a product. <laughs> yeah, turning out a product like Madden. So, yep. Yep. Very important, yeah. man. And these, these games are in no order, but I'm just giving, like, my most important games to that console. Number four, one of the greatest fighting games ever released on any singular home console is Soul Calibur. Yes. Soul Calibur on the Sega Dreamcast was a perfect, I'm not going to say near perfect, was a perfect 3D fighting game. And the fact I'm still think like when I even think about that game, I think about the cover art to that game. You see um the character Killick, who was everybody's favorite character. He had the staff. I think about Soul Calibur. Graphically, combos, gameplay, the modes that were on that game. And it's very difficult because I'm I'm tempted to even it's either between Soul Calibur and Dead or Alive 2 on the Sega Dreamcast, but I'm going to say Soul Calibur because that was the game that made you want to have a Sega Dreamcast. Like, um, on Toonami, uh, Tom on uh, Toonami did a review of Soul Calibur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that shit now. Now I think about it. You know, um, my cousin Kyle had Soul Calibur on Sega Dreamcast. And every Friday night, I was over at my auntie's house. And me and him would be up all night playing Soul Calibur. That was mm. one, of, one of the greatest fighting games ever released. And Namco was in their fucking bag because during the same time, they released Tekken 3. Yep. And I don't want to reach for what I'm going to say. I'm not going to say that Soul Calibur was better than Tekken 3, but Soul Calibur was every bit as great of a fighting game as Tekken 3. You know every what? I'm going to just say this. If we were mm-hmm. to put, have an option to play Tekken 3 right now or mm-hmm. Soul Calibur, which one are you going back to playing? Both con- you know, PS1 hooked up to the TV, Soul Dreamcast hooked up to the TV. You got an option. Which one are you playing right now? Because for me, the answer is easy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm playing Soul Calibur 1. I'm playing. I'm, I'm not going back to Tekken Ooh. 3, bro. I'm not. I'm, I mean, I can, but oh, with Tekken man. 7, 5, and, you know, and, and the other series, I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. But Soul Calibur, I'm, I can go back. and I, I would play you that over what? Tekken 3, man. I'm going to say I agree with you because that was the best of like Soul Calibur 2 was a great fighting game, also one of the greatest fighting games ever. Yep. But it's like Soul Calibur was the best of what this console had to offer. So I agree with you on that. I'm playing Soul Calibur over Tekken 3, and it's not easy for me to say that, bro. <laughs> like and it I'm, is I'm not as a Tekken head. Just the gameplay, the gameplay for Soul Calibur. Like Tekken 3 has aged you know, fairly well, but Soul Calibur mm-hmm. is aged beautifully, dude. Even yep. on these high def, defi- high def definition TVs, the just the graphics, the music, the game so smooth. Like 
Oh man, dude. Just yeah. I remember playing that and I was I'm a, I was a 2D fighting game head, man. I didn't really jump on a virtual fighter or dead or alive. You know, and Tekken was still on the disc play, so it wasn't really 3D, 3D like that. But man, Soul Calibur was just like holy shit. And it PlayStation couldn't fuck with it. They could not put that game on their hardware. They had to wait to the sequel on PS2 before they can even touch Soul Calibur, so Nobody was playing Soul Edge or Soul Blade. My bad. It was Soul Edge in Japan, but mm-hmm. nobody, nobody was playing Soul Blade, bro. Nobody. <laughs> nah, nah, that was missed. But <laughs> and, and and number five, I mean, it, Shenmue. Number five is easy. Shenmue. Ooh, Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah, yeah. That's number. That's number five. Like, um, quick, just quick story here. Uh, I, I don't even remember what year this was, dog. Like the liquor, I'm already, I'm already in the bag right now. So this is gonna Go be ahead, a great. Man. This is gonna be a great episode. But hell yeah, I don't remember what Christmas this was. This could have been 2000. It could have been 2001. I'm a little hazy on what year, but my mom had bought me and my brother Shenmu on Sega Dreamcast. If I'm not mistaken, Shenmue was three disc, bro. This was a three disc <laughs> epic, epic cinematic experience of a video game where, yes. you know, it's telling the story of this character trying to get revenge, excuse me, for his dead father that gets beaten to death in his own home. Um, the story details, I'm a little bit hazy on. But I hold Shinmu in high regard because this was a game that didn't give you everything that you needed at one time. The fighting portions of it were excellent. The hand-to-hand combat, the controls, all of that, top-notch. Mm-hmm. The quick-time events were top-notch. The dialogue was also top-notch. But... The mundane task that you had to do, you had to walk everywhere. You had to fucking catch the bus. You had to, there was a point in this game where you actually had to go to work and do a job and fill a quota to get advancement into the next section of the video game, bro. Like we talk about these simulator games and like how realistic some games like a Grand Theft Auto or a Red Dead or some of these things are. It doesn't get any realer than playing a video game where you gotta uh-huh. wake up at a certain time, go to a bus, <laughs> get on a get on a bus and go to work at a shipping yard and fulfill a quota of fucking boxes that you gotta move from one end of the shipyard to the other one. <laughs> right? Right, right. <laughs> and it sounds like complete bullshit. It doesn't sound fun, but the story the game was engaging and good enough to where you were willing to endure the bullshit of going to work in order to advance the rest of the story. And once you get past that point, you got boss fights in the game where you get tested on some of the fighting skills that you learned earlier in the game, right? At the very end of the game, there's like a a section where you, you ride a motorcycle through Japan. And then you get to like a boatyard or whatever, and you gotta fight like 50 guys, bro, hand to hand, getting it in. Yes. Getting, 
<laughs> Yo, this, yeah. you see this is like the prelude to your yakuza's and your gta's and exactly. you know your saints Row type of mm -hmm. uh see you know what i'm saying that that kind of gameplay where it's right. like a, not open world but just like a guy trying to make it through life mm -hmm. violence you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. storytelling and, and you gotta fight all these motherfuckers bro you really gotta get in there and get busy because you're getting jumped like these niggas mm -hmm. got like Got baseball bats, chains, all of that shit. And I remember watching my brother play through that section of the game and being on the edge of my seat. Um, the other you, thing that the Dreamcast had were like, I wish I remember what the memory cards was called, but like the memory <laughs> cards for the Sega Dreamcast looked like a little miniature gaming console or whatever. It kind of looked like... um. Like the Tamaguchi joints? Yeah, it kind of looked like that. But then when you plugged it into your controller, it kind of interacted with the game that you was playing. So during the last section of the game where you're fighting all of these dudes, your memory card is like keeping count of how many guys you've beaten during this part of the game. So it literally yeah. goes from like 1 to 50. <laughs> and then Damn. and then you know the the main villain of the game escapes to China and then it ends with you getting with, with uh Ryu getting on the boat to China to go chase this motherfucker down. Like Shinmu is like I never played Shinmu 2 because the console kind of died after that. Mm -hmm. And then Shinmu 2 came out on the first Xbox, and I mean I never really got a chance to track that down like that. And by all accounts, Shenmue 3 was a fucking disaster. That never yeah. should have came out. Yeah, that was a Fuck. disgrace. Complete fucking disaster that never should have even been released. But on its own, Shenmue is one of the greatest games ever made, and it came out on the Sega Dreamcast. And that alone elevates it to that special kind of place there. But those are the five games, and this was all off of the dome, bro. Those are the, those are the five games that stick out to me with the Sega Dreamcast. I didn't even get in the, you know, ready to rumble boxing round two. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even get in the, I didn't even get in the House of the Dead or... Oh, um, man. Re 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 reload, reload. Yo. Oh, uh, man, dude. You're bringing us some memories. Resident Evil, Cold Veronica. Cold Veronica. Uh, uh, yep, yep. Tomb Raider, The Last Revelation, mm -hmm. which looked like I'm not even getting into NBA uh, NBA Showtime, which was, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, even, I'm not even getting into those. Or World Series Baseball or NHL Hockey. I'm not even getting into those. Like, these are all great games that came out on – even mention crazy taxi bro oh man i was waiting on it i was waiting on it i was waiting on that shit dude arcade classic right there and, and and this is how different the sega dreamcast was in its time if you get on youtube and you look at some of the commercials for that console right this used <laughs> to be fucking fire to me bro i remember like, if there was a game that came out for the Sega Dreamcast in the commercial for the game, you would see characters 
from other Sega Dreamcast games in the commercial for that game they was trying to push. Oh yeah, I remember that now with like cameos and different things because it was all Sega yeah. essentially. Yes. Yeah, it was like a Sega universe. Yes. Yep. Yes. The Se- and and that was so fire to me because you didn't see that before. So like in one commercial you would see you would see BD Joe from Crazy Taxi interacting with one of the chicks from Ready to Rumble Boxing playing the new Sonic game. Or you would see Sonic and Knuckles talking to Pedro Martinez about Shinmu, for example, or something like that. I used to love that because it lets you know that this was something that was different. When you played a game on the Sega Dreamcast, you were entering in a different world. Like, the initial... Oh, man, listen. Rest in peace to the Sega Dreamcast, dog. Man. Gone before its time, man. It was way ahead of its time. It had the online features with Fantasy Star Online. Oh, Come on now. They they, they put the work out to get that shit going. Before PS2, before GameCube, before Xbox, they were were on that bag trying to get that shit done with the online gaming on consoles. Man, look. Yeah, bro. And I never play RPGs like that, but my next door neighbor, mm-hmm. um, I think he had Fantasy Star. He never played it online, and there was another RPG that he had there too. And um, like my cousins that lived in Detroit had uh, that was my first exposure to Street Fighter Three. Actually, um, my cousin, my cousin Lauren, Danielle, Allen, and my uncle Tommy. Mm-hmm. They had a Sega Dreamcast also, and they had Street Fighter 3. And I had never seen anything like that before. T- oh, man, listen. Like, this is hurting me, bro, just <laughs> thinking about this. Like, if there's one thing in gaming that I could change, if I could snap my finger and change one thing in the history of gaming, I would delay the Sony PlayStation 2 by one year. Instead of it coming out, and that was what, 2000 or 2001? That was 2000, because we did the 20-year anniversary last year. I would delay the Sony PlayStation by just one year, and I would make it to where EA and Sega made up because of what happened with the Sega Saturn, and I would make it to where... The Sega Dreamcast had a DVD player built into it like it was supposed to. Oh, man. That's, that that's is what history change. Because the Sony PlayStation was going to be a monster regardless. Like, there's nothing that could, that could be done to make it to where the Sony PlayStation wasn't going to be what it ended up being. But I would just delay it for one year so that the Sega Dreamcast could at least survive and and live during that era like how much better would the greatest era of console gaming in history have been if sega had a seat at that table oh jeez we had four gamecube dreamcast ps2 and xbox one all at the same time Oof, for like four or five years man yeah that would have been uh gamecube would have been struggling i think gamecube 
because when 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 Dreamcast folded, when Sega folded, they literally kind of just up pretty much put all their shit on GameCube. You know, they had that partnership with with Nintendo, and they put uh, Sonic Adventure Two uh, with the Plus on the GameCube. You know, what I'm saying they they kind of they kind of ported a lot of their Dreamcast stuff over there as well. So. I feel like maybe the Dreamcast was definitely the loser, but they had some heavy hitters for gaming. But if Sega would have gotten the extra year with the DVD, I think Dream GameCube with their mini disc would have maybe folded maybe by another year or two. Like, I think the game support on that would have. And then at that point, I'm not sure we would have gotten the Wii. You know what I'm saying? If GameCube would have folded faster than it did. Will we have gotten the Wii? You know what I'm saying? Nintendo wasn't really looking too good. Um, there was a little bit some choppy, muddy waters for them during that time. I think the DS was holding it down on the handheld side, but console-wise, oh, they were a little bit shoddy, man. Listen, my man, I just remembered something else, too, dog. Virtual, virtual tennis? Come on, man. Oh, man. Dude, uh, was Jet Set Radio? Come on. Listen, man. The tennis joint, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not to even, because Just Said Radio was fire, too. The tennis joint. That was the first video game where you could play as Serena and Venus Williams. Oh, shit. You're right. I completely forgot about that. Damn. 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 I, I Man, you, you speaking facts, man. You're right. That was the first game you could play as those two. Yeah, dude, like, honestly, the Dreamcast, man, um, uh, how, how do, do we mention Power Stone? <laughs> do we mention Power Stone? Because, I mean, it's Power Stone here. How, how could we not have mentioned Power Stone by now? Capcom. <laughs> Power Stone. Oh, uh, yo, yo, listen, man, like, Power Stone was right up there with Super Smash, dog. Right yeah, there. It was with Super Smash. With original characters and a full 3D spectrum to be able to navigate, bro. Like, that's another Power Stone. What the fuck, man? Where's it at? Sega could have been on the Switch. Come on, even just a port. You don't have to do the remake. Just do a damn update. Just do a port. Power Stone on Nintendo Switch. Four player Prince Money. Uh. Like Marvel versus Capcom or man. The fighters on the Dreamcast was fucking slick, man. Like Marvel versus Capcom one, Marvel vs. Capcom two, I think Capcom versus SNK, freaking Street Fighter three, one, you know, third strike, all those versions, like Soul Calibur one. Uh, it was Garo, Mark of Wolves. Uh, man, just the fighting games on the Sega Dreamcast. PS2 still couldn't perform to that to that level. Um, just a smoothness. And, oh, man, dude. Like, if you wanted, our, I mean, it's Sega. You wanted those perfect arcade ports at home. The Dreamcast delivered on all of that and more. And it was just, it's a damn shame. That Sega had to get folded the way they did. And I'm glad they still around. I'm still I they just released like Sonic Colors Ultimate like a week ago. Sonic's still doing strong. And um 
You know, but man, like a lot of people don't know about Sega and the console wars uh, for this generation after the millennials. And man, it it definitely held its place in a lot of gamers' heart. And it's gone, but never forgotten, man. Sega Dreamcast. Rest in peace to the Sega Dreamcast, man. Like, I'm, 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 I'm pissed, bro. I'm, <laughs> yeah, man. It's, that was a damn good console. Damn good console. live right oh, now oh man Woo! heavy statement here for what if what if would you have taken the sega dreamcast and replaced it in microsoft's position where xbox failed and dreamcast succeeded and now we still have sega sony and nintendo in 2021 still competing on the hardware front how different would that be man like Oh man, how like the would you take I mean Microsoft would oh shit dude I know they gonna the fanboys gonna be upset. Honestly, outside I had fun the the 360 is the only thing Microsoft's ever had me, man. Get them the fuck out of here. Get them the fuck out of here, bro. Get them the fuck out of here. Like I would like dog, if we could have got a Dreamcast 2 instead of the xbox get them the fuck out of here get them the fuck out of here man man uh, outside of halo i understand halo was monumental you know they did the thing with xbox live and i know they played a heavy hand in the whole mountain dew doritos generation oh. shit but yeah, man outside of halo and the gears of war what bro oh man I know, I know some, we sound like haters, but fuck it, dude. I, I, I don't get... I mean, if you like that shooter shit, cool. But I think you would have been fine on PC. If them shits came on PC, you would have bought a PC and played them shits. Bro. <laughs> oh Dreamcast. We've been on, what, Dreamcast? The Dreamcast oh, 4 right now? Goodness. Dreamcast Listen, 5? Um... This shit is really getting me hot, bro. Like, oh man, this is getting. <laughs> so Sonic wouldn't have dropped at the level he is. So Sonic would still be viable like Mario right now. So he wouldn't have to be featured in Mario games anymore. He'd, he'd be like, yeah, Sonic's still the shit. <laughs> We'd be on. Oh man, dude. Like, say, oh, how would how would the game be changed if Microsoft? Would have folded in the console wars, and Sega would have remained in there, bro. Like this is all I hit the fucking Dragon Ball Z music, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? What the f- like? I'm really about to get heated right now, man. I'm really about to get heated, bro. Like all we needed, all we needed was one more year. All we needed was one more year in DVD player accessibility and. They could have at least made it to 2002 before everything peaked out. Because yeah. at that time, 
there were still games that were coming out that were multi-platform. There was still, you know, you still had uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing that was coming out on each platform. You still had the South Park first yep. person, the first person FPS shooter game that came out. Yeah, Tony like, Hawks. Yep. You still had Tony Hawk and Spider-Man that was made by Activision that came out. And the Sega Dreamcast version of those ports was better than the 64 and the PlayStation console versions by fucking miles. Yep. The Star Wars game? The fucking Star Wars game? The Star Wars Episode 1 on Sega Dreamcast ran laps around what was on PlayStation. Ran laps around what was on Nintendo 64. Easy. Easy, Easy work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, my cousin had Ready to Rumble Round 2 on Dreamcast, and I had Ready to Rumble Boxing, the first one, on Nintendo 64. And when I seen him playing that on his Sega Dreamcast, I didn't even want to put the con- put the fucking cartridge in the system anymore after that. I didn't even... Oh, uh, you looked at your brother and said, your cousin, and you're like, that's not going to work for me, brother. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't even want to fucking come on, bro. Like dead ass. I didn't even want to play Ready to Rumble on the Nintendo 64 after I seen what round two looked like on Sega Dreamcast. You know, it's just it's a shame, bro. The biggest to like the biggest what if in the history of game Quake? Qu- motherfucking Quake? Shit, that is right. Quake would Quake would Quake uh, taking over for Master Chief and Halo? Oh my goodness, bro! I don't even know. Maybe Japan, maybe Japan got. Um, I'm sure Japan got Virtual Fighter Three on Sega Dreamcast. I don't know if Virtual Fighter Three ever hit in America like that. But imagine we got Dead or Alive Two, which was fire, bro. Like Dead or Alive Two. On Sega Dreamcast, man, with the tag mode and, mm. and, and, and no no shitty English um, dub or the dialogue. I re- man, imagine we got motherfucking Virtual Fighter Three, Dead or Alive Two, and and Soul Calibur on Sega Dreamcast in North America. Mm. What are we talking about here, man. bro? So Sony would essentially be de- de- dethroned as the fighting game console for everybody. Like they would have had some smoke. Yeah, I mean, now, I mean, and, 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 and I mean Namco. Namco was in a damn good position there with making Tekken a console exclusive to the PlayStation, and then having so. Man, listen. All right, bro. All right, man. <laughs> Oh man! To be continued. To be so, continued. Man, listen. The U.S. Like, hold on, man. The, Go ahead, the man. UF, like, um, when when UFC before anybody even knew what the fuck was going on with UFC, um, I don't even remember what the name of the game was, but I had like the first UFC game that ever got released on my Sega Dreamcast, and it Word. wasn't like. What dead ass, bro? 
my mom got it for me on my birthday one year. I didn't know shit. Like, I just thought it was a fighting game. I didn't know the MMA was even a sport. I think Tito Ortiz was on the cover of it. Shit. And, like, I don't, I don't even know if you could do submissions. I really don't remember too much about it. The only thing I remember is that it had a roster of fighters and you had a life bar in the game. It wasn't even really like a sports game like that. But I had it on the Sega Dreamcast. And now you think about it, UFC is the biggest name in mixed martial arts. And the first game that they made was on the Sega Dreamcast. Ahead of its time. <laughs> Pure the and simple. The only thing that was really missing, there was even a wrestling game on there. It was an arcade game, though. It was Royal Rumble. The only modes that you could really play were, like, singles match, tag match, and Royal Rumble. There was no, like, equivalent to a SmackDown or a No Mercy on the Sega Dreamcast. But my bad, dog. We spent we spent a lot of time on this, but rest in peace to the Sega Dreamcast, man. Please, rest in peace to the Sega Dreamcast. That was a great console. If I ever got the time to, I'm buying another Sega Dreamcast. Fuck. That. Yeah, man, for sure, for sure, dude. And for the, all you listeners out there, let us know what were your favorite Dreamcast games? What were your favorite Dreamcast memories? Was it ahead of its time? Would you change anything about it? Uh, it's hell. This is this the first time you even heard about it? Shit, there's people still don't know what the Dreamcast is, man. So thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>